1: Buddy, welcome back. To, I'm Hallie. I'm Allison, and we are just keeping it going. We are on the in the tunnel of love, headed yes. through February, <laughs> visiting all of our favorite super romantic, sexy horror movies, <laughs> and we've been pairing with them all these little intros where we uh, sort of have been trading off telling dating horror stories. You know yes. the theme. We're all about yes. a theme here. Very scary. It is sort of like right. if you listen to our Halloween episodes, this right. is like us eating the disgusting candy, but we're just eating the disgusting candy that is our own lives.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would say that my uh, romantic history is basically a, a parade of good and plenties. <laughs> but you liked them. Wow, that actually no, that I did also makes sense. sense. I did not like them. Remember? Oh, yeah, we well,
1: you got the old ones. Yeah, they were really old. I mean, I liked Whoppers. Right. But it makes sense that these are the Whoppers we consume existentially, yes. but also yes. you like to eat actual Whoppers, so. This is existential Whoppers. So let me spill a big, bold box of my existential Whoppers uh, for this week. So I was trying to think, I this is sort of a two stories, you know, these are all, mm-hmm. again, like, lost in the sands of time. Yes. You know, in a... Crypt that someone's going to pry open and they'll they'll leap out at them, assuming that they being like my husband eventually or, you know, my children or whatever. And um, the story I was thinking of again, I I used to go on a ton of, you know, um, I mean, they were okay, Cupid. I might be aging myself, but I, you know, instead of Tinder, it was okay, Cupid. And I remember going out with this guy. We went to some dive bar in the East Village and I couldn't tell you what it was except that it was like right at the beginning of its gentrification. Mm-hmm. you know, sort of trajectory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So while we were there, one of the regulars sort of like verbally attacked my date and like <gasps> accused him of gentrifying the bar. Now, was that person wrong? Not in as such. But no. also we were just there to get a drink, you know, like like anybody else. Yeah, you're just trying to actually just like spend some money there. <laughs> like,
0: I get yeah, like it. I understand. Unfortunately,
1: yes. Yeah, and this was, I mean, this was probably like 2007, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I, during this date, totally unrelated, I went downstairs and the toilet seat setup was wrong. Like there was something <gasps> wrong with the toilet seat. So I sat on it. Wrong how? Like the toilet seat was from a toilet that either, that was not the right toilet. Like a toilet I that see. didn't exist. The top okay. from that had been <laughs> put onto this normal toilet. Oh, good. That's a good, great start. Creating a, a, a scientific, situation. I don't know anything about physics, but essentially when I peed, it shot the pee through the seat and onto my own shoes, which mm. I did not realize. So eventually I'm peeing and I'm like, "It doesn't sound like what you normally, when you're peeing and it hits the water. So I looked no. down and my light gray flats <gasps> were soaked oh. with pee.
0: No. What kind, What material were they made out of?
1: So they were, I would describe, a piece of cloth over cardboard. Like they yeah, were like okay. nothing. You know, we were no. all walking around New York, filthy New York, and filthy, nothing disgusting. like a thin, like a Band-Aid's worth of material between our foot and the ground. And these were, yeah. of course, from Urban Outfitters, which means they were even, they were basically held together with tape. So oh, the second I mean, they got that. wet, they yeah. would start to disintegrate. And so yeah. I had to go basically go uh, go upstairs and just I I didn't say anything and he didn't say anything I don't know if I'm hoping he just didn't notice it didn't I didn't notice like oh it, suddenly I'm soaked in pee and like it smells bad but right. I definitely he definitely could have clocked it and then just be like I and there's I can't say anything I'm there's out I can I'm do. out <laughs> um, and then it all it all kind of worked out because like he didn't say anything so I don't think we ever we went on one other date but. And then the other story I wanted to tell, just to have it uh, all together. And the reason I wasn't sure about telling the story, because, like, I, I'm concerned that I'm making fun of somebody that, like, has a medical problem. Okay, but, great. So I went to on a date, again, probably OKQ, but Actually, maybe I met this person at a bar. Anywho, so I'm going out with this guy. I think we went on two dates total. And we were going to see, and I want to say, was it was something, something in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It could have been one of the sure. Hulk's. And I, I remember I would often, I would go and see a movie and then I would go to that exact same movie on a different date just because, like, I'd already seen it. I, yeah. That's pathological, okay? Yeah, that like, is pathological. I, yeah, like, I've seen The <laughs> Happening, the worst M. Night Shyamalan movie in theaters three times because I kept seeing it with people who wanted to see it. So I would, and I didn't say, like, oh, I've already seen it. So that's, take that, you know, okay. interpret All right. All right. that for what it means. We're already
0: coming from an interesting place.
1: Yeah, please message me if, like, based on that anecdote, what you think um, I'm—what my problem is. And so I went with this guy, and within the first couple minutes—and it was pretty—it was like a matinee show or whatever. He, Mm -hmm. to me, it seemed like he just shit his pants, and he did not address it or get up or anything. And so I just sat there, because I didn't know what to do, for the whole movie. And the only reason—because I was like, oh, maybe he just farted or whatever, but then it was the whole time. It stayed? It, It lingered. Much like the Cranberry song. And Aww, at the very dear. end, he got out and he said, oh, I'll talk to you later, and he ran out. So I think maybe that's what it was. But then I was like, well, what if he had a colostomy bag or he had some sort of medical problem? Sure. And he's like, oh, it's just too early to bring it up. So I didn't, I'm didn't. i not making fun of him. I'm making fun of my own inability you to say, stay. "Yeah, hey, Are you okay? so, yeah, like, what's going on? Like, I, I, you know, not to, but again, it, it's someone you meet and you have been on one or two dates with, how can you say yeah. that to them? I, I, yeah, I appreciate no, that. It's, it's a tough, it's a tough, tough topic to broach. Yeah, so it's less about the horror of somebody pooping their pants, but more the horror of being in a place, a time in your life when you couldn't address it. You know, that's right. the horror of dating. Is that I, it, the person I am now, I'd be like, we can get out of here. I don't give a fuck. You know, like I don't yeah. need to see this Hulk. They're gonna make more. You know, <laughs>
0: right? You're like, I've seen this movie many times, but you only saw it once. Smelling shit.
1: So yeah, so that's far, uh,
0: but. so far, that's that's optimistic.
1: And this um, February is still young, so we never know <laughs> what's going to happen. Yeah, thanks for listening to this. I hope your romantic lives are going a lot better. I think that most people's must be. I, I guess. <laughs> well, at least we know that they're going better than the people who are in the movie you're about to listen yes. to the episode of. Yes. And yeah, with that excellent segue, enjoy, you guys. That is a good segue. We love you. We love you. (laughs) If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in
0: bed, here's a
2: podcast that will help you ease your mind.
0: We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ruin. This is Hallie. And this is Allison. And, you know, we're back with yet another horror movie we're going to ruin for you this week. Yeah, we're
0: uh we're still here. Um <laughs> somewhat, we're this is our first like normal recording after I had my um spine surgery, which I feel like is a really good it's good for like the movie that we're doing 100%. Today for some reason.
1: You know? Yeah, I, I mean like how do you feel about that? Because I think on the surface you of know, a surgery your spine is so jarring and then to experience it it did it feel like a body horror were you in a body horror movie?
0: Yeah, but like not my like I've seen the scar, like also it's like shed, like parts of it are like falling off. Oh, and like okay. I'm like not I'm like, ugh, this again. Like, and then I had to be at the hospital by myself because we're in the middle of a pandemic. So like no one could be there. And I was just there for three days alone, which was way scarier. Yeah,
1: it's like it's like it would essentially be like a horror movie, but then also there's at the same time a pandemic going on. You know what I mean? Like it's like you right. you're dealing with your own personal stuff, and then also this horrible thing, pervasive entity. Yeah, energy. it's kind
0: of a play with it, a play going on. Um, very exactly. Hamlet.
1: You had a very <laughs> meta spinal surgery, but we're all glad that you're doing well. I'm doing
0: great. When I was in the hospital, I accident my like phone um, is, like all of my doctors and stuff are connected through like one app and it shows you like appointments and like okay. test results and stuff. Like way to go, NYU. But like, after I got like all this imaging done like after surgery and I was like still like really fucked up on drugs and just like laying in the bed, it was like, oh, you have an alert. And I like opened it and it was like all these images of like the screws and rods. Oh my that God. Put. And I was like, no, 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 no. no! I did not want to see this.
1: Oh no. Yeah, they should be like a little a little uh, not safe for work. More, uh, yeah, there. or like
0: on Instagram where it's like blurred and it's like yeah. sensitive content, like tap to see it or something like that.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to look at your app and it would just say spine removed or something. I- and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold That's on. That's not right. That's not what we were supposed to do. Anyway, but it's good to be back. Absolutely. We're so glad that you're, you're doing well and doing a lot better than the characters in our this week's movie. This week we are doing a requested uh, movie. We wanted to give a shout out to at Men's Room Louie on Twitter. Thank you so much for suggesting this film. And it is, of course, um, David Cronenberg's The Fly.
0: I'm very excited for this. All I know about The Fly is from uh, a a Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episode and Bart and The Fly go into the same machine, you know, and then (laughs) it's very, it's a very funny Treehouse of Horror. I I know the general premise of what, but I don't know anything about like the movie itself aside from what The Simpsons lifted from it. So, and I'm a huge Jeff Goldblum fan.
1: Exactly. So As are most women in their
0: (laughs) mid-30s.
1: You know, I, I didn't used to be, but I do feel like the older he gets, the more I'm like, I understand it, you know. I It doesn't feel like he should have such sexual charisma, but boy, he does, you know. Boy, does he. And a friend of ours once told me she
0: he was doing a play on Broadway, like, a few years ago, and she went to see it. And, like, he plays, like, kind of an older, like, professor in it. I think was what, I forget the, I forget what play it was, but she was like, when he came on stage, like you could hear every woman in the room like shift
1: in her seat. Oh my God. <laughs> Incredible. So, Tony worthy. Jeff yes, Goldblum is of course the star and the equally beautiful um, Gita Davis is our female lead who is phenomenal. Yes. And we always like to have Allison uh, watch the trailer for our film. So we had uh, her watch the fly trailer. What are your first thoughts? I mean, a great trailer. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it, it dealt with a
1: lot of the things that I'm
0: familiar with from The Simpsons, so I was like, <laughs> not a ton of surprises. Oh, the
1: Simpsons did this.
0: Ah, yes, I remember seeing. They didn't make that up. Um, <laughs> I'm not loving the prosthetics. Yeah, very there's scary a lot of
1: prosthetic work in this.
0: And uh, you know, I don't think it's fair to make somebody as attractive as Jeff Goldblum look ugly.
1: So that's mm-hmm. you know,
0: that's, that's so very attractive. that's very
1: noble. That's a very noble stance for yours.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm like, don't make hot people ugly. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> uh, I wanted to shout out the makeup effects were done by Chris Wallace and makeup artist Stephen DuPois, I guess. And so Wallace and DuPois actually won the Academy Award for Best Makeup for The Fly, which came out in 1986. And I think this is, you know, we've seen a lot of phenomenal, um, terrifying, Well, oh, the leprechaun, you know, chill, uh, chill-inducing. Sure. Um, Krampus, a lot of great character work, and this is a movie. We're like, yeah, they should win the Oscar for this. Like, they did it. We also like take a baseline scary when it comes to the film. And Allison, what, how scary do you find the concept of mutation? I mean,
0: now I only associate that word with like different COVID variants. Oh, I'm okay, like, all right. What's which? So um, I hate it, and it's terrifying, and it's ruining my life. Mm-hmm. But in general, scary. But then I'm like, is Mutation different than evolution? Like, I believe in evolution. <laughs> well, I think that might be one of the
1: arguments in this movie is that at certain oh, no. points, maybe this is maybe there's some good things about becoming something other than human. I, I would argue that the finale of the film teaches us no, there's not, but um, good. I, but I like that you're open to the possibility that maybe it's good to become. A, a monster of some sort. I think that's a fun a fun approach to this film. Yes, yes. Um, and then before we start, would you like to guess the twist?
0: Guess the twist. That maybe it was intentional <laughs> that somebody, that it wasn't an okay. accident that the fly okay, I was love I love that. I love like that. Maybe someone knew that that was going to happen or something like that.
1: That's a phenomenal twist. Okay. Let us begin. Yeah, I don't think it is, but it sounds like it'd be
0: interesting if it was.
1: Let us begin. We're about to find out as we ruin the fly. Um, So we open on a, you know, one of those like meet the press parties that every giant science conglomerate does. Um, Where they like cocktails and the scientist gets to meet like people from like Vanity Fair and Vogue. And it's like, oh, it's very she-she. Vogue loves science. (laughs) Exactly. And uh, we meet our journalist who's sort of our female lead. Of course, is played by um, Gina Davis. And her name is Veronica Ronnie Quaife. And they don't, her name is Quaife. And it's spelled (laughs) Q-U-A-I-F-E. One, they never say this word, so I don't know how it's pronounced, but I looked at YouTube, how do you pronounce it? And that's what they said. <laughs> Two, I don't know why that's her last name. And then three, I was like, oh, they already made a fly movie in the 50s. So I assumed, okay, you know, there's a 1958 movie sure. of the same name. I thought, oh, that must be the character's name. And then they look, it's not. So why the female lead's name is Ronnie Quaif, I don't know. Oh, man. It's I a big, like swing. It. big swing. Big swing. Um, so she's sort of interviewing these different scientists, sort of trying to find her big story. Because she, of course, works for Particle Magazine, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. she ends up talking to Seth Brundle, one of the scientists. Who's another? Wo- in- <laughs> strange yes, name. I Brundle. C- like we've. <laughs> the, yes, the, if, if we'd ever been yeah invited to the Queef uh, uh, Brundle wedding. Uh, so uh, he's, of course, played by Jeff Goldblum, and he, it, he works for Bartok Science Industries, which is the uh, organization that's holding this Meet the Press thing. Mm-hmm. And he immediately, the first line of the movie, which I absolutely love, he says, what am I working on? Uh, you know how Jeff Goldblum does. Um, uh, I'm working on something that will change the world and human life as we know it. Great. Get, get to it. And that's yeah. really the great thing about David Cronenberg is this movie, 90 Minutes. We are clock. We're not wasting a second. I love that. And you know immediately from this from this uh, character, one scientist who maybe a little too big for his britches. Maybe he <laughs> is a little arrogant about his creation. And Ronnie's like, okay. And here's the thing: Ronnie's extremely hot. So Gina Davis is a stunning woman. So when she's talking to Seth, she on some levels like, okay, is this guy actually serious? Like, does is he does he have this invention that I could write a piece about, or is he trying to sleep with me? It's it's unclear for her, you know, at, at the beginning. Yeah. And uh, she looks fabulous. She has like a leather skirt with a matching leather blazer, which is very 80s, but Gina Davis could pull it off. I mean, and, she could pull off anything. And so Seth says, I'm not joking. Like, I want you to come to my lab and see my invention. I'm not going to tell you what it is. We well, have to come see it. So they drive to his place, she has to drive him, which I thought was a funny. Like, what? Funny. Like, okay. So they arrive at <laughs> his lab, which is in an abandoned warehouse. Like it's like a desolate abandoned warehouse. And I'm like, what? Are we in New York? Um, you know, I think we're in Toronto. Um, yeah. So we're in a city and now they're sort of like in a warehouse type district. So it's immediately sure. kind of scary and remote. So I'm like, if I'm her, I don't care if you have, like, a time machine and you've already killed Hitler in there. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to come back, like, with a bunch of people or, like, yeah, a different Yeah, I'm going to need,
0: like, several men and, like, a, a bunch of people on speed dial ready to come, like, rescue me from whatever murder this is about to be.
1: So, but eventually she's like, okay, so she goes inside. And this is, I, I, don't, know, I don't know what the 80s were like. Maybe this is what, how they did science back then. But his lab, he, he also lives there. His lab looks like an artist's loft. Like, it has, like, exposed pipes and, like, a pull-out couch, like, a little kitchenette. And I'm like, I just don't—I think this would just mess up your science to just, like, have a piano—a player piano or whatever. It just felt very strange, you know? That is odd. But, again, he he explains, like, he's such a genius. And we find out later, like, he was nominated for a Nobel Prize uh, in physics when he was 20. So, like, he is such a genius that Bartok, you know, Industries is basically like, we will pay for you to have a lab. We will leave you alone and we just want you to, like, think and create and have a think tank. So he brings uh, Ronnie in, and Ronnie's like, okay, so I see there's a bed here, and he starts playing the piano, and Ronnie's like, I think I'm going to head out. Like, it seems, this is not as science-y as I need it to be, because, yeah, again, I—
0: Yeah, ro- like, science
1: romantic, and I don't know. It's, yeah. And you not know, blur those lines. And listen, she's, she's coming up at Particle Magazine, you know what I mean? Like, she needs the big story I, for her career. She can't be here yeah. just out here fucking these scientists— and um, he says, Oh, I'm going to show you, don't you? I'm going to show you right now. So, what he has created and what he demonstrates to her is he has these two, they look like uh, sort of HR Geiger, um, like black metal phone booths. And there's two of okay. them. And he says, Okay, oh, can you give me like a piece of your jewelry or like an object, or, like a piece of your clothing? And I, I was like, I would just reach in my purse and pull out a bunch of Kleenex or like something. Yeah, receipt, you know. Yeah, like an old wrapper. But instead, she sensuously takes off her high heel and then rolls down her silk stocking Ugh. and gives it to Seth. And he says like, this is nice. It is gold, Jeff Goldblum. Wait. I'm like, okay, people. I just feel like <laughs> there should be ethical boundaries. Like, fuck after we talk about the science, Right, right, right. But either way, he puts the stocking into one of the telepods and shuts the door. And he says, it was a funny, uh, like, moment, I thought. So he has to use voice recognition to, like, turn the computer on. But because he's Jeff Goldblum, his voice recognition code has an uh in it. Of course it does. Uh, Brundle, Seth? Uh, Brundle, Seth?
0: Which I thought was very funny. That's very good. Like, I'm glad that they, like, didn't just change it Mm -hmm. to be, like, that they, like, let Goldblum be Goldblum, and, like, that is part of the film.
1: Exactly. It reminds me of a couple, I can't remember what the last movie Vince Vaughn was in, but he was in some movie, and I remember seeing the poster, and, like, they basically, like, you know, he has, like, 12 under-eye bags, you know? So they removed, like, half of them, but then they left half because you can't pretend he doesn't, like, I don't even know what Vince Vaughn without eye bags would look like. No, you need to let
0: actors, like, be themselves so that they can inhabit these roles and make them interesting.
1: So he turns on the telepod, and the silk stocking immediately transports to the other telepod. And so Ronnie's like, how the hell did you do this? And he says, you know, it's not totally done. I'm still working on the kinks. But this, I've essentially invented teleportation. And the only problem with it is that it doesn't work on living creatures. So I can transport items, but not things that are alive. Which I actually think is, like, that I... In my mind, like that, that's it. Like, then, that's it. Then that's you've all you're doing it. Like, that's a huge. Could you imagine yes. how
0: helpful it would be?
1: Right. Like, that's not a flaw. That's just sort of like, okay, we could only do that. Well, guess what? That's shipping. That's mailing things. That's anything. That's like in, like, in
0: emergencies. Like, imagine being like, oh, I need this thing. The and somebody could, like, send yeah. it to, yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Exactly. <laughs> And so, but he's like, you know, I still need to work it out and that kind of thing. And so Ronnie takes out her, her um, recorder and she's like, hang on a second, I just have to change the tape. And he said, well, I didn't know you were recording this. Like, if I, I never would have told this to a journalist. And Ronnie's like, bitch, I'm a journalist. Yeah, that's how we met. <laughs> like, just because I'm a sexy lady didn't, doesn't mean it. Also, it's like, yeah, we met at a Meet the Press event. where Wait, I told what did you, you I was here to interview scientists. And he's like, oh, I thought this, he, I guess he just thought this was, he was bringing her back there to, like, impress her to sleep with her. I'm like you. You know, what? I Men. guess it's just like you're good at science, bad at thinking. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. One of those. And so they have this argument, and she's like, "Listen, I again, I am the the star reporter at Particle Magazine. This is in this is going to change the world." He's like, "No, no, I don't. You can't tell the magazine." And she, she leaves and basically rushes immediately to Particle Magazine. Unfortunately, her editor there, his name is Stathis. He said, "This is just like he tricked you. Like this is like a a magician's trick. Like, like the prestige." Yeah, he said, this <laughs> that movie, movie that's going to come out in 25 years called The Prestige, <laughs> this is what he just did it's to you. It's basically the same thing. <laughs> I've never seen The Prestige. Maybe we should reverse ruin oh, a, yeah. an episode. Oh, yeah, I, I could talk about
0: that movie forever. It's complicated and stupid. I love it.
1: Perfect. So she she, you know, she runs in, and Seth is like, clearly he just, like, tricked you. Like, this, there's some yeah. sort of, like, mirrors, holograms, who knows? Right. So this is not a story. Just then, Seth runs into the office, too, because he's trying to stop Ronnie from publishing. Of course. And Ronnie's like, well, you got your wish. Like, he doesn't believe me, so I can't publish it anyways. So Seth says— How uh, did he know where to go? She had told him, because oh. she was up being a friend about being a journalist, that she works at Particle right. Magazine. So we knew no, exactly— So he's just like,
0: looks it up in the phone book and shows up.
1: Yes. Yeah. It, yeah, he just sort of like, I guess was like 10 minutes behind her. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so he said, uh, can I take you out for a cheeseburger? And so they go out. Okay. And he says, if you wait to publish this, because she's like, you know— I'll find somewhere else to publish it. It's like if you wait to publish it, I will give you total access. You could film. You know the the like. This isn't just a magazine article. This is a book. Like this is going to put you on the map. As right. long and you, I will give you total access if you just wait until I feel like it's I've perfected it. Which for him means I'm going to transport living p- things. I can only teleport inanimate objects. Well, what happens when you try to teleport living things? Not while we're eating. And Ronnie's like, well. I'll, I'll take it. And then, of course, they immediately started sleeping with each other, too. So there's Obviously. that going on as well. Yeah, of course. Um, however, the complicating factor is that Ronnie used to date her editor, Stathis, and he's a total asshole to the point where, like, she gets home and he's in her shower showering. What? And she did that thing. Why? Like, you, I no. don't know if... I i don't know if toilets still do this, but I don't know, <laughs> like, what... Why I don't know. But it's like... Old toilet tech? Uh, yeah, the 80s toilet tech is, like, remember when... If you were, if someone's in the shower and you flush the toilet, it would get super hot. Yes. Does toilet still do that? Is that all? I don't know. He's I it right by
0: myself, so there's kind of like no way to um, figure it out. But you know, you guys could try it.
1: I, yeah, I guess so. I'll, yeah, I'll ask Dave, boyfriend of the pod, to use the toilet while I'm in the shower. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, she, <gasps> you're like, don't worry, it's not a sex thing. This is a science <laughs> experiment. This is science, baby. <laughs> Um, and so they have an argument and she's like, I want, my, I want my key back. They used to live together. So it's like, I want the key back. He's like, I'm going to keep it, you know, just in case. And he also intimates like, oh, are you interested in this scientist? Of course we know that they're going to end up, to, you know, like they're obviously right. together already. And uh, But she's like, that, that's none of your business. Like we're broken up. So we know that Stathis is like not only an asshole and her editor, but like is like pushing the boundaries of like the fact, what their relationship is now. Of like both of those things. Yeah. So it's really creepy. <sighs> Um, but you know Ronnie's this new big project. So sh- the next thing we see them at um, Seth's lab, and he tries to teleport a baboon, a living baboon, between the telepods. Right? Where did he even get one? This man's baboon budget is out of control. Like I don't think that people should be able to get their hands on so many living baboons. We only no, see it, two. But zero. That's too many. We should, ha-
0: we should have access to zero baboons.
1: And then like uh, for I was like, where where did somebody just drop it off? Like, right? Did it like walk over? Like, right. what, <laughs> yeah,
0: did it take a cab? It like knocks on the door. it's like,
1: hello, I'm here. <laughs> hello, I'm here to uh, explode inside of a telepod. And uh, you still oh. see like a big carrier and like a, like a cat carrier, but like gigantic. and I'm like, did somebody like did he just buy it in really? like a lab? Like if you're a scientist, can you just buy a baboon to experiment on?" Again, I feel I, like I, mm. this lab is not up to code. Like no. nobody's keeping track of anything.
0: The baboon's like, mind if I just get in a quick piano sesh before uh, we do this stuff? He sits down, plays the Peanuts theme.
1: And so he's able to successfully uh, teleport the baboon to the other telepod. However, it essentially looks like it has exploded. So it's still alive, but it's, like, blown to hell. It's, like, bloody and its skin evaporated. It's awful. And it's funny because, like, Seth then feels very bad for himself. He's like, oh, I failed. It's like, I think you should feel bad for that baboon. yeah. That's a living thing. That's not a silk stocking you ruined. And so, uh, you know, Ronnie's filming Seth, and she's like, I want to record this. Like, what is your response? What do you think happened? And she says, why didn't it work? And Seth replies, I think it turned the baboon inside out. It's like, yeah, girl, okay. Yes, Okay. we know that. We saw it. It's awful. And he's, basically, this is what I think he says. Basically, the, the, the telepods can replicate and transmit objects because they're not alive. But the machine, the computer is programmed by Seth. And Seth mm-hmm. is like, I've not programmed it to know what being alive means. So it okay. does not know the difference between your silk-socking and that baboon. So it's thinking, okay, I just re-put it together, and it's fine. But it's not mm-hmm. aware. And there's all this conversation about the flesh. David Cronenberg's all about the flesh, like the meaning of the flesh, And he has this moment where they, of course, end up sleeping together. And she sort of, like, bites his arm at a certain point. She's like, I'm sorry, like, I have that. It's like that thing where old ladies want to bite babies' cheeks. Like, it's like you see the flesh and it, like, sort of makes you crazy. Yeah. And so he gets up and he's like, how do I teach the computer what flesh is?
0: Oh, that's a fun thing to hear somebody say after sex.
1: (laughs) He literally like, gets up out of bed to try to figure this out. And He's so, like, he, our sex made me want to teach a computer about flesh. You're like, thank you. <laughs> and so, he gets two. Oh, she had already bought steaks. So, he takes two steaks and he puts them through, puts one of them through, and then cooks both of them. And he has them try it. And it, he goes to feed her the steak. And she goes, Are you kidding? A bamboo just exploded in there, which I thought was funny. Valid. But so, she tries the two steaks, and the steaks that it is transmitted taste synthetic. Like, because the computer doesn't know what it is, and I, in my mind, it's like you know when things taste gamey, it's like mm-hmm. it tastes gamey yeah. because of like the oxygen in the animal's blood oh, and like yeah. the fact it was alive. It's like it's not understanding that flesh was alive or is alive.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Which is a complicated thing. Like, yeah, how do you teach a fucking computer that? I have no idea.
0: Yeah, I can barely get mine to like connect to the internet. So <laughs> right,
1: you could barely get on this this barely call got on the for skull. us to record this. Um, yeah, there's something wrong with my Chrome browser. When I, when I try to go to target.com, it just gives me, it's just this error. And I'm like, well, I guess I could never shop at Target again. I don't know why. <laughs>
0: it's doing you a favor. It's so it, easy it to spend so is. much money there.
1: And so, of course, that's like, you know, working and, and laboring and trying to figure it out. And again, we don't know, A, how the technology works, or B, how he figures it out. We don't need to know. You know what I mean? No. So we just see him typing and typing away. And um, in the meantime, Ronnie's out somewhere buying Seth a leather jacket because Seth only has five of the same exact outfit. Very Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. And he says like, oh, that's what Einstein did so I don't have to spend time shopping or whatever. So Mm -hmm. Ronnie says, I'm going to buy him a, a leather jacket. And she goes and Stathis, the editor-slash-ex-boyfriend, has followed her there. And he makes a fucking scene at this clothing store. He's like, oh, are you investigating his cock? Like, and he, like, falls to his (sighs) knees. He's like, oh, oh, you're such a goddess. Thank you for confirming my paranoid fantasies. And she's like, one, we are not together. Two, you are humiliating yourself.
0: Like, men are so fragile.
1: But so now he knows that she is not only still still uh, going after the story, but that is also sleeping with Jeff Goldblum and as, as we find out later um, falling in love with him. So he now is like, maybe I should know more about this guy. So he starts to investigate Seth and sort of like his, his background. The next time we are in the lab, Seth has another baboon, okay? Again, it's, this is a, a matter of a week. He gets two baboons a week. I don't know what his budget is. He goes, the baboon goes through, the baboon lives and he opens the pod door and the baboon jumps into his arms and seems to be totally fine. Okay. So they, they, uh, Ronnie and Seth pop a bottle of champagne and Ronnie's like, great. So, like, let's tell everybody, you know? Like, then what happens to the baboon?
0: Does it go home?
1: Allison, it's just hanging out. No. It's literally sitting in an armchair no. next to the piano. One, that, that's not how baboons l- work. It does, no. <laughs> but also, it's like, you have to feed it. It has to have a place to go to the bathroom. Like, there's no, it's just a loose baboon. Yeah, in a artist's loft turned science experiment room. And I kept thinking it's sort of like, you know, like Chekhov's gun. Like, in my mind, it's like yeah. oh, Chekhov's mm-hmm. loose baboon. Like, there's a baboon here. Yeah. I know it's going to come back. Allison, yeah. it doesn't. We, it just is like, I'm out, like, later. So, and it, so, uh, so at this point, Ronnie sees a package has arrived at the lab while they're celebrating and happy. And she opens it, and it's the cover of Particle magazine mocked up with Seth's experiment. So essentially, Stathis is trying to scoop her, and she's like, "Fuck that guy." I know he's only doing it because we're now in a relationship, but she doesn't tell Seth that. She just says, "I'm going to be back in a couple hours." So Seth, because again, apparently Elos is a genius. He has like the emotional, like a maturity of a twelve year old. Of course, gets gets drunk and is lamenting like his love life to the baboon who is what? sitting like tacitly like, "Ah, yeah, we've all been there, man. You know, that's it's really like, tough. I, get, I feel ya. I feel you. It's tough out there." <laughs> So he's oh. ranting, maybe Ronnie goes to talk to Stathis and she's like, this is bullshit. I know you're just doing this because I've moved on from our relationship. And, he, and also she's like, you don't even have the information. Like you don't even know what he's doing. And, she's, and he's basically like, I know enough to publish and, you know, and what you've told me, I'm just going to scoop you. And she hasn't told him a ton, but he knows that about the telepods and stuff and uh, she begs him not to do it. He's like, okay, I won't do it, but you have to tell me everything about your relationship and everything about the experiment, and I better be involved. And he's just doing it to be, like, in her life. And he even says that to her, like, I just don't want to have you out of my life. And then he tries to sleep with her. I mean, this guy. No thanks. And it's like, you were humiliating yourself left. But unfortunately, and again, this is a tale as old as time, he's her boss. So it's like, for her, it's like, she's doing her best to navigate this. She... She has to sort of just deal with the fact that he's just in her business constantly. Yeah. And in her apartment. So, but she's like, I don't understand the apartment. Like, why is he, why does he have access? So they used to live together. So
0: it's like his place or her place?
1: Yes. Why she hasn't changed the locks, I don't know. She should just change the locks. Right. Just change the locks.
0: Yeah. Especially after he shows up for the first time uninvited. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, well, if this is clearly going to keep happening, so I'm going to need to do something about this.
1: Um, so Ronnie heads back home, right? And so Seth had said, you know, I want to, essentially we're going to have to send, I don't want to publish until we send the baboon out to get tested. So I think that means the baboon's going to get vivisected and make sure that it all looks okay. And then, then we'll publish and, and it's going to take a couple weeks for like the results to come back. So Ronnie's like, you know, okay, great. We'll go on vacation or something like let's do something fun. Right. And, and he says, oh, is this a romance? And she said, "This might be a romance," and they have like a cute moment. But in literally the hour and a half since ronnie has been gone to go confront, state this, Seth has become so drunk that Seth decides I'm going to put myself through the telepods. <gasps> no, this is why you should that's... not live in your science lab because you might get drunk in your science lab. Right? Like
0: if I get drunk at X and like start <laughs> tweeting, that's like my that's on me. Exactly. But like I don't change my genetic makeup and and potentially become a dangerous being.
1: (laughs) And also, the baboon is still loose in the... in the the That part, I am just not... I'm not past it. I'm just afraid the baboon would just, like, rip my eyes and genitals off. Like, uh, aside from the fact that I'm about to do an experiment on myself. So, and you know this was coming because this is the title of the movie. Seth strips down. uh, Jeff Goblin looking great. Gets into the telepod. Does not notice that a fly has flown into the telepod with him. Mm. He zaps himself into the other telepod. And when he comes back out, he looks totally fine. Like, as far as he knows, he he has pulled it off and he's alive. Right. So he's excited. By the time Ronnie gets back, he's fallen asleep and she wakes him up. I was like, Oh, sorry, I was gone. And he says, Tell her I went through the pods. And she's like, Why did you wait for me? He's like, Well, I was upset, you know. Are you sleeping with your editor? And it's like, bitch, you just teleported yourself and now you're like, you're still so obsessed that you're gonna be like, Are you sleeping with him? Right. It's like, um, let's make
0: sure that you're not uh have it like destroyed your insides yet? Also, why did you? Do- Ugh,
1: men, yes, men. It, well, it just sort of like if if he had just had the emotional wherewithal to be like, I'm not going to make any rash decisions while I'm upset and drunk. Yes, we would not be where we're at with this movie. Yes. But um, you know, so Freddie's like, so it worked. Like you were able to do it, and you're fine. And he's, and also by the way, stay. This is my ex boyfriend. We're not sleeping together. So it's like immediately resolved. He could have just asked her that, right? And she would have said, Yeah, unfortunately, I did date him, and he's an asshole. But That's over and I'm into you, which is obviously true. And he asks her, like, are you still in love? Or is he still in love with you? And it's like, who cares? Right. It doesn't matter. It's how she feels. Yeah. And uh, Ronnie says, well, who wouldn't be? Which I thought was a fun line. Oh, that's fun. But as far as we know, like, you know, the experiment worked. They're together. Everything seems to be going really well. The baboon does seem fine. So as far as they know, he seems to have, this is it. Like, he's totally revelized... Human experience. Unfortunately, that night while they're asleep, Seth, out of a dead sleep, reaches up and he snatches a fly out of the air. And he realizes, huh, that's a a lot. I've never done that before. Yes. Also, he has started to um, grow little black coarse hairs out of his back. And, uh, Mm. but you know, he's like, I'm getting older. You know, I I find those on my chin sometimes. Oh, absolutely. You know, (laughs) who doesn't? So say us all again. So, the it's not that big of a red flag. It's like, it's like, okay, like you
0: clock it, but you're not immediately suspicious of what's happening.
1: In the morning, Ronnie wakes up and Seth isn't in bed and she walks into the lab. And Seth, without saying anything to her, does a series of fantastic gymnastics moves. Like he does like a standing um, push up a like vertical push up and then he jumps onto the bars exposed pipes in this fabulous artist loft of a lab and he starts to do like spins and jumps and like dismounts and he lands and cuz suddenly he has all this insane strength and agility. A- and Allison here's when I have to ask you what would you do?
0: What would you do? Ooh, I would leave. Um I would not stay if I were her, right? Mm-hmm. I would tell everybody no I guess because like who's gonna believe you exactly you know if you're like oh he put himself through this machine that he built and now he's like extra strong and kind of weird like everybody be like okay lady like maybe you're drunk I hate to say it I would maybe talk to my ex-boyfriend about it being like you're a scientist Mm -hmm. reporter I'm a science reporter like we need to figure out
1: what something's wrong here Exactly. And she does love him. So it's like she, on some level, wants to, like, let's figure this out. Um, the next day they go out, and Seth is already acting very strange. Like, he's talking a mile a minute, which is hard to tell when you're Jeff Goldblum, but he's really ramping up. Right, right. And they go to a cafe, and she's like, he's like, I feel incredible, and I feel strong, and, like, I don't even need to sleep, really. And um, I th- his thesis is that um, the telepod acts as a coffee filter, where, like, when it was reassembled, like, all of his, like, impurities or or physical flaws were filtered out, and now he's this almost superhuman. Yeah. And Ronnie's like, now, how do you think that connects to the fact that, like, you just put eight spoonfuls of sugar into your coffee? Because he's just been, like, putting it in, putting it in. And he's like, oh, I just, I guess I just all this energy, and I must burn energy faster, and it's more efficient. But he's thinking this is an incredible thing, and he says, like, it makes a man a king. Everybody should go through this. You know, but of course... Ron, and then back at the lab, Ronnie's like, I have to take a break from the nonstop lovemaking. Like, they've been having sex for hours and hours, and oh she's like, God. I need a break. Like, I can't do this anymore. But also, you know? like,
0: doesn't he, like, realize that this is, like, not something that happened to the baboon because the baboon is, like, still there?
1: Yes, exactly. Like, the baboon's just, like, living its life, like, normal, and... I guess it's almost like, you know when, um, like, drinking that Soylent and stuff was really popular? And people yes. were like, oh, I just drink this goo, and it may, I feel so great, and it's like... Well, you know, like, there's just, like, you could just eat food that's healthy. Right. You don't have
0: to drink a weird, expensive slurry Lunch. beverage.
1: So I think it's, like, he's, he's telling himself that this is good. Mm-hmm. It's, like, mm-hmm. he's in denial, at least at this point, about the fact that he is changing. But Ronnie, however, is not, you know. And so he tells Ronnie, like, when she started, let's take a break from having sex. He's, like, you know, you should go through the telepod, and then you'll feel great like me. And Ronnie's like, I'm not going through that Fuck telepod. You know? Absolutely, fucking not. And no. again, this is why this is the blurring of the scientific, the ethics. You know, yes. And to be fair, I guess Ronnie, it wasn't ethical for her to start a relationship with Seth because now she is unable to. If she was an outside journalist, she'd be more able to be like, this. This Something is fucked is up. Wrong. Yes. Yeah. But instead, she's she got too close um exactly so uh she's like obviously I'm not gonna do that and he just goes off on her and he's like you're afraid to dive into the plasma pool you're afraid to be broken down and remade it's like yeah bitch uh, yes. most normal Terrified. people wouldn't want that I don't want to do that he says you only know society's straight line about the flesh you can't penetrate beyond society's sick gray fear of the flesh drink deep or taste not the plasma spring see what I'm saying and to me, it's like, once you hear that, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to head out. Yeah, I'm good, man. And he's like, this isn't just penetration like sex. This is penetration of the flesh that goes beyond penetration. And Robbie's standing there, and then he, he, Seth ends up storming out and going out, wearing his his leather jacket and no shirt. And um, it's he's, a look. he storms to a bar, and he sees this woman tawny, and he's immediately like, I'm going to try to sleep with her. And he, she's watching two guys, Marky and Marky 2, arm wrestling. And Seth says, I've challenged both of you. Uh, I bet you $100 I could beat you at arm wrestling. And if I win, I get to take home this woman. And Tawny's like, who says? What are you talking about? And so he ends up beating the first guy at arm wrestling so badly that the bone rips out of the man's forearm. And then he grabs Tawny and he hauls her out of the bar. So I think Tawny's going to be like, oh, shit, this guy's like a psychopath. But yeah. now Tawny's like, wow, are you like a weightlifter? Wow, okay. this is crazy. Like, we should go to some other bars. And it's like, in reality, that woman would be screaming, like running yes. down the street. would be like, fuck now, get me out of here. Like a person you know from your favorite bar's arm just exploded through their skin because this guy is that strong. You don't want to no. fuck that guy. That's too no. strong.
0: no, you do not.
1: So they end up going out. They go all night. And then finally it's like early morning. And he takes her back to his apartment. And Tony's like, I, I, I'm I'll really tired. And he picks her up and he runs up the stairs super fast. And um, then he goes through the telepod again to show Tony like to impress her. And Tony's like, oh, cool, dude. Are you like a magician? Like she has no context for what the fuck's going on. It's like, man, I'm just here to have sex. I don't. Sorry, right. I don't know what all this stuff is. Also, it seems like there's a loose baboon that nobody's talking about. It's literally yeah, that. He's just night. over in the
0: corner smoking a cigar, hanging out. Where'd he right. come from?
1: <laughs> and also, like if he, they had a cage, then like the baboon would be screaming from inside the cage. The baboon right. is yeah. We, we've forgot about the baboon at this point. And uh, she's like, "Oh, are you a bodybuilder?" He's like, "Yes, I build bodies. I break them down and I build them again." It's like, "Bitch, get out of that no, apartment." That is a. Ta- I do not want to hear
0: that kind of talk from even somebody I'm not having sex with, let yeah. alone somebody I am going to have sex with.
1: And so um, Seth has also started to look like his skin has started to look really like mottled and like like discolored and ruddy. Like his skin looks like it's rotting off. And he's yes. getting more and more of these black, uh, coarse hairs coming out of his skin. And his skin is incredibly painful and sensitive, which yeah. he mentions like, would you really want to have sex at that point? But again, I'm not i No, but I'm not I him. guess like
0: you're really going for it.
1: Seth grabs Tawny and tells her, now I think you should go through the telepods. And Tawny's like, I have, I, no, I'm afraid. And Seth says, Good. don't be afraid. And then we hear Ronnie's voice, because Ronnie's just arrived, and Ronnie says, which is the slogan of the movie, be afraid, be very afraid. Yes. And it's funny, like, Tani doesn't leave because this guy's clearly, A, falling, physically falling apart, and be right. some sort of violent psycho. She leaves because his girlfriend has just showed up. She's like, oh, sorry. It's That's like, you were okay with the rest of me. it? It's yeah. like baboon shit in here. Like, what are you doing with your life? Anywho, she leaves. And Seth's like, oh, you're going to come back here? And, you know, like, it, they just sort of have another argument. And he said, you're just jealous of my success, which is like, I feel like jealousy is like the funniest thing to accuse someone. It's like, right. dude, you're falling apart. This is not jealousy. I don't want
0: to like eat sugar and be manic all day and violent and living with a baboon.
1: So Ronnie tells said that she had trimmed some of the hairs from his back and had them analyzed, which is, <laughs> again, a very funny thing to tell a partner. I had them yeah, analyzed. Af- and after the fact. <laughs> and it turns out they're insect hairs, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, this is crazy. And uh, Ronnie eventually leaves. And he, like, forces her to leave. But, you know, she has made some good points. So he goes into the bathroom. And, and he's trying to, like, pull the black hairs out of his face. But they're so sensitive. And um, he, as he's looking, one of his teeth just comes out. Oh, no. And then he uh, peels off one of his fingernails. But even oh. more upsettingly, Allison.
0: That's in the trailer. And I did not care for looking at it.
1: He squeezes his finger and a viscous white fluid sprays out of his fingertip onto the mirror. No. Things are not good. No. Now is like the point a pimple? Yes. It's like he I guess it's supposed to be like you know how flies like they can stick to things, you know like Oh, yeah. So I was thinking he, he, he's some sort it's of like sticky bad. clinging thing that's like I don't know spraying much about out of his flies, But I don't really want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what you know? I think is enough. And yeah. so um, so finally he goes to the computer and is going through, and it says, like, there were two entities in the telepod the first time he went through, Seth Brundle and Fly. And so he's trying to figure out, like, did I absorb the Fly? Like, what happened? And then it says, no, you were genetically merged into one being Brundle Fly. And it's like, oh, and I guess no. it's not the computer's fault because the, he to his point about the flesh, the computer only knows what we teach it. So the right. computer didn't know what to do when it had two entities. It, said, it should have just shut off. That's what it should do.
0: Right. Or be like, incompatible. Yeah. Like, I click on a link and it won't load. Like, that's not the, my computer being like, oh, I'll go to whatever weird website <laughs> you think you're trying to go to. Right.
1: It's like, again, I, can, I can't I can shop at Target.com anymore. And I'm frankly, I'm, <laughs> I'm grateful for it. Whatever is going on there, I don't need to be a part of it. And another huge flaw in his machine is that um, when the door closes, it locks, and then the person inside cannot just open the door. Huge issue. mm -mm. No, you've you've made a weapon, not a scientific device. Exactly. Four weeks later, Ronnie's at home and gets a call, and um, so she's just gone cold. This whole
0: like she was like, "I'm out of here. You're so fucked up."
1: I think she's been trying to, like, call him and, like, go to see him, but he's been refusing to see her. So she has been trying, but I guess by this point, four weeks, she's like, fuck, okay, I guess we're—it's not happening. He calls her. He's like, hey, I hope you're doing okay. It turns out you were right, and things are much, much worse, which they were already pretty bad. Yeah. So Ronnie's like, shit. And Ronnie loves him. Like, she is in love with him, so she's like, fuck. So she goes to the lab— and it's a dump. It's covered in, like, soda cans and, like, ho-ho wrappers. Like, he's just been eating sugar. And he— um, That's he's, a big part of
0: the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror uh, bit about this. Is He's just, like, eating plates of sugar.
1: And uh, he he's using, like, two crutches because, like, his legs— it's hard for him to walk, and his skin is, like, rotting off and red, and it looks awful. And another funny thing, he's like, um, like, you're right, I'm diseased, and I might be contagious somehow. I don't want to infect you. What I think is interesting about that is, like, he knows it's not a disease. Yeah, he's the one who actually has the answer
0: to what's going on.
1: Right. And I guess like, maybe he just is so panicked that he was mm-hmm. afraid that he might infect her. But, like, to my mind, watching it, it's like, well, the baboon's fine, and you know that you had a fly in there. You know it was just a genetic— right. Mo- like a modification. Yeah, you have the answer. So, I don't, I I wasn't exactly sure what to take from that, but anywho, you know, and, and Ronnie says, then why did you invite me over? You know, like, which again, a great point. A valid right? question. And he just essentially, he explains the thing about the fly, and he's like, I think it's essentially manifesting as, like, a cancer in my body, and it's like, I, I'm dying, and I just wanted to see you before I died. And, um, nice. And he, as, as she's sitting there, she's like, so, she's crying, and she looks up at him, and he just his mouth falls open, and then he just vomits this, like, white liquid onto a bunch of donuts. He's like, I can't <laughs> chew anymore. I have to dissolve my food and then slurp it up, like a fly does. And, um, but it was just this funny thing where she's like, oh, my God, Seth, I can't believe it. And then he, she looks over and he goes, blah, <laughs> and just, like, all this shit dumps out. It's so nasty. <laughs> Ew. You Know so he, he's sort of like, I want you to record me. Like, I want if, if I'm gonna die, I want this recorded. Like, this is what happened, and like the fly and everything. So, she All right at least he still is like, yes, you know,
0: supporting the tenets of science that he, you know, yeah, started out with.
1: And uh, and so she takes it to state this because again, he's the other person in this film and he's a scientist. And she's like, I don't, I, we have to help him, we have to figure something out. And state this is mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't know what you think we're gonna do. Like, there's, there's this. He's probably right. Like, he's like, it might be contagious, which, again, I don't think it is. But, like, he's, like, he's right. He is dying. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, like, there's not much we, we know how to do about it. And, and But Ronnie is, like, convinced that maybe there is something to be done. Okay. So um, she, she visits Seth again, and Seth is now very optimistic because Seth is able to, like, walk upside down on the ceiling on all fours and on the walls. So he's becoming more mobile as he becomes more fly-like. Is the baboon gone or still around? Unknown. Uh, the baboon is never discussed again. I, he was like,
0: things are getting weird. I'm going to leave.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's like, listen, man, I'm going to some weird laps, but I, yeah, I'm going to take off. Um, so I don't, I, I genuinely don't know. And now Seth is like, actually, this might be a good thing. Like, I'm actually experiencing something that no humans ever experienced before, and I'm becoming Brundlefly. And he says, Don't you think that's worth a Nobel Prize or two? Like, actually, I did the experiment and I became something that no has never existed on the face of the planet. Ronnie, meanwhile, is just like fucking sobbing. She's like, Yeah, I guess technically that's true, but it's so scary and awful. Right. So uh, she takes the tape. Uh, Stathis comes over and watches the tape of um, Seth vomiting that stuff out of the donuts or whatever. And he's like, Good God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Ronnie is crying in the bathroom and he goes to talk to her and Stacey says, what's wrong? And I'm like, what is everyone? What do you mean, what's, what's wrong? wrong? You Everything Seth? is wrong. But it turns out, it's not just that, Allison. Ronnie looks up and says, I'm pregnant. <gasps> so she is pregnant with Seth's baby. And she but that does was not sex. know. sex they had. Oh,
0: but they had sex after he went yes. through also. Exactly. Mm, okay. So okay.
1: Ronnie's like, okay. I, and, and Stacey to his credit says, what do you want to do? Cut to Ronnie. He's driving Ronnie to the hospital sometime later, and Ronnie is miscarrying, and she's really distraught about it. And see, this is like, maybe this is kind of like this for is the best, best case you know. scenario. You know, but again, she loves Seth, and like she, it could have been a healthy baby, and and but she's just so distraught. They bring her in, yeah. and it sounded like they do a DNC. Like she was having a miscarriage, but like was far yeah. enough along that they do a DNC, yeah. and the the. Doctors like um, you, you're gonna have to push. We're sorry, you're just gonna have to push just to get everything out. And also, the doctor says something like, that you never want to hear a doctor say, especially when you're get an abortion, which is, "There's a, there's more in there, a lot more." Oh my Girl. god! Oof! Mm. So she pushes as she's pushing, and then she, of course Ronnie starts screaming, and we look down, and it's a gigantic human baby-sized maggot <gasps> covered in blood. Sweet. No. Ronnie sits up in bed. Allison is just a dream. It wasn't real. Okay. So, but as a result of this, she wakes up and was like, I'm going to get an abortion. Like, I can't, I can't have nine months of this, of not knowing. And, and, you know, as far as she knows, it could have, it could have been after his genetic, um, you know, transformation. And if so, what does that mean for the baby? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for her. And for her, exactly, carrying this baby. Meanwhile, back at the lab, Seth is writing a new program to try to, like, make himself less... I was like, okay, turning to science, maybe trying to figure it out. However, what he has discovered that what he must do is to, just, to decrease the minimum, to a minimum, the percentage of fly and brundle fly, he has to fuse himself with, quote, one or more pure human subjects. Oh, so wow. he's going to run himself through that experiment again and merge with another human being, Who are these other human beings? Unfortunately, there's only two other people in this movie. (laughs) Um, And it's also funny, he can't get into the computer at a certain point because his teeth are all falling out, so his voice doesn't sound exactly the same. And he's just like, he takes his teeth and he puts them in his medicine cabinet, and all of his, like, his ear has fallen off. You see his penis in there? Like, all of his human appendages have dropped off his body. Oh, my God. Literally, Ronnie rolls up to tell him, I'm pregnant. I think, again, I think that's very nice of her to be like, before you die. But also, she's planning to get an abortion, so like... I, yeah, it kinda,
0: it's kind of neither here nor there in this circumstance. Like, I feel
1: like if she knew 100% she was going to keep that kid, I think it's fine. You tell him. If you're yeah. on the fence or you definitely are getting an abortion, do not tell him. Yeah. The guy is turning into a fly and dying. Yeah, he's got a lot going on right now. He doesn't need something else on his plate to exactly. vomit on. <laughs> He's, he's got a matter of days as far as we could tell. Things are right. going downhill f- fat. He looks worse and worse and worse. He looks like a yep. monster, essentially. He's like red and covered in welts and he's all like lumpy. And again, he's like, his human features are dropping off his body yes. by the dead. And he says, I'm saying I, I'm an insect who dreamt he was a man and loved it. But now the dream is over
2: and the insect is awake. No, no, sir. I'm saying I'll hurt you this day.
1: She just leaves and runs outside to state this, and she's like, I cannot do this. I didn't tell him, and I need to get an abortion, like, today. And maybe that's how it is in Canada. Like, in America, like, it would be such a yeah. fucking fiasco. Oh, yeah. But state's is like, I, I think you should wait a couple of days. I don't think you're thinking straight. It's like, state this, this is not about you. Yeah,
0: this couldn't, couldn't involve you less.
1: Like, I, grow up, you know? Like, yeah. so, but luckily, apparently, Stathis knows like an all-night abortionist. So he takes Ronnie to his friend Brian. But while they're having this conversation outside of Seth's lab, Seth is on the roof and overhears them. So Seth now knows that Ronnie is pregnant. They end up going to this abortionist and Brian, it's the middle of the night and the abortionist whose name is Brian's like, so guys, uh, it's the middle of the night and I keep getting a weird vibe. So I'm just saying, maybe we could do this tomorrow or whatever. Because yeah. I think he's like, yeah. it,
0: it, it, something, something's off something's here. Something's off. Yeah. Something's off.
1: And uh, Stacey was trying to explain it but like not tell him about the fly part. She was like, oh, well, he, she we we believe that the, the fetus is deformed and and Brian's like, well, we could run some tests and like actually confirm that. And Ronnie turns around and is like, I do not want a test. I do not want to have this conversation. I want an abortion. We're just going to do this. Yeah. She, you know, he takes her into the room. She's putting on her um, hospital gown. And she has this moment of, like, obviously she's incredibly sad, but, like, this is the right choice. Sure. The the wall of windows in the room explodes open. And Seth explodes through. Grabs her and abducts her and takes her and is, like, essentially taking her back to the lab while he's, like, leaping from roof to roof. No, I guess he could just cling to the side of the building. So sort of Spider-Man-ish, Fly-Man-ish. And he grabs her and Stathis and the abortion doctor are like, oh, shit. Like, oh, no, this is bad. And so... Yeah, that's very bad. Seth and Ronnie have this conversation where Seth's like, would you please keep the baby? It's like the only thing of me that will live on. And Ronnie says, I can't do that. Like, I no. can't. I don't know if you know how bad you look right now. I just can't do it. It's too much. No, absolutely so, not. So, you know, so this conversation, they, they go back to the lab and Stathis beats them there. And Stathis... Again, he's been a piece of shit this whole movie, but he does have a shotgun. So he shows up to the, um, to the lab, and he's, he's getting ready to go. And so, Allison, now it's time I ask you, who will survive?
2: Who will survive?
0: I think that Seth will die. Okay. I think that Stathis might die in the process of whatever happened in the milieu of everything, mm-hmm. and that Gina Davis will live.
1: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. (sniffs) mike's hard lemonade hard days deserve a hard lemonade mike's is hard so is prison don't drive drunk premium all beverage with flavors all registered trademarks used under license by mike's hard lemonade company chicago illinois looking for some amazing tv to stream
2: indulge yourself with the hits on hulu you can't miss dive in with barney ted robin and the gang on how i met your mother all nine seasons are now streaming on hulu Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season
1: of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now
0: we're talking.
2: Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat, Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better, too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.
1: All right, so Stathis is there, and he started looking at the computers and telepod. Seth suddenly leaps down from the skylight and attacks Stathis, and he vomits the corrosive liquid onto his hand, which immediately dissolves into a stump. And then he vomits it onto Stathis's leg, and his foot is severed. So Stathis passes out. Stathis yeah. is obviously in shock, and Ronnie begs Seth not to kill Stathis, and so he goes and he gets Ronnie, who's on the roof, and they, they now they're in the lab, and Seth is is tells her his plan, which is. I'm going to put you in one of these telepods. I'm going to get in the other one, and I have a third telepod I invented. So oh, we're God. going to merge, and so it'll be three of us, you, me, and your fetus. We're going to merge into one being, and everything's going to be great. And Ronnie's like, absolutely, absolutely no, not, no. dude. Merge into one being. And he says, we'll be the ultimate family, a family of three, joined together in one body. Boo! No. Absolutely not. That is not that. That is not appealing. And as as they're, she's like fighting him off, trying to escape, and she grabs his jaw, and her, his jaw just comes off in her hand. And finally he's, like, rips from, like, essentially his human skin tears off and, like, sloughs off onto Mm -hmm. the floor. And underneath is, like, a fly monster with, like, big eyes and no jaw and, like, legs that bend backward. Like, he's Mm -mm. a full monster at this Mm -mm. point. Mm -mm. There's, he's Mm -mm. not a human anymore. No. So he throws her into the telepod. Unfortunately, because of the design flaw that maybe, in retrospect, maybe he designed it that way. The door locks. She can't get out. (gasps) Stathis is on the ground like, passed out, and he right. and Seth then gets into the other telepod. And luckily, just as the countdown is about to go, Stathis is able to get his hand on the shotgun and shoot the power cord to Ronnie's telepod. So okay. that telepod goes offline completely. So she's trapped okay. inside, but she's fine. Right. Seth realizes it, and he punches through the glass of the door and tries to get out, but the essentially the process starts... When he is halfway out of the telepod. So he is transported with the telepod and with part of the physical telepod and himself. Does that make okay. sense? Yes. So then, when the door of the third telepod opens, no, his I body has been fused with like the cords and the metal and like no. the mechanisms of the telepod <gasps> itself. My- and he's crawling on the ground with, like, like a fleshy— It's all inside his body, so it's, like, cables that are covered in skin. It, very David Cronenberg. Oh. And and, and uh, Ronnie's able to get out now that the process is over. And she's screaming, and she goes and she picks up the shotgun, but she's like, I can't do it. I can't shoot him. And Seth goes, You have to put him out of his misery. Yeah, well, Seth grabs the end of the shotgun with his little lobster claw, and he puts it to his own head as sort of like a— You got to do it. So Roddy shoots him in the head and he dies. And that's the end, Allison. Oh, romantic ending. And that's the fly. Wow. Boy.
0: Nothing like the Simpsons episode.
1: (laughs) No, yeah, thankfully. Yeah, I don't think you can get that on TV, man. So let's discuss some Fatal Mistakes.
0: Fatal Mistakes. I mean, definitely entering into a romantic relationship with somebody you're covering for Particle magazine.
1: Absolutely. Well, it reminds you of um, The Lodge, if you'll remember. If you've yes. listened to our episode, The Lodge, a, a journalist goes, enters a relationship with someone who, who is the sole survivor of a cult, a suicide right. cult. That didn't end well either. Don't shit where you eat. Exactly. Um, I would say, um, again, don't, don't give a scientist unlimited access to bamboons.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I don't think you should be able to have access to moons at all, if you're a scientist, I'm going to say it. Yeah, I don't think like, anybody should have access baboon. to them. Yeah, if you're treating them, that. yes, then I think that's fine.
0: I was going to say not changing her locks after she and her <laughs> boss' boyfriend broke up, but then, like, he ultimately is the reason that she survived because he had the shotgun. So yeah. that was not a fatal mistake. Though it does seem like an annoying mistake throughout most of the movie.
1: I would say, and this is just me being really callous, to me... Once somebody yells at me that I don't understand the the plasma pool and like only accepts oh, yeah. society's mm-hmm. understanding the flesh, I'm not returning his calls. No, I'm not. calling That's him the right. end of that yeah. for me. Yeah, a lot of mistakes. Yeah, I had a I wanted a segment called "Would You Rather Turning Into a Fly Edition," okay. which is sort of um, if you had to be fused with a different animal, which one would mm-hmm. it be? Mm-hmm. So here we go. Would you rather be one of those pugs who have who who has a breathing problem? Mm-hmm. Or one of those Chinese crested dogs who always end up looking like the crypt keeper when they're older.
0: Oh, I think the um, the Chinese crested. I feel the same way because like the people who love those dogs mm-hmm. really love them, and pugs are kind of like trendy. And so you could end up like living in it. Like I'm assuming you go more dog than human, and then are ad- I don't know. I like all my hair is going to fall out, and I'm going to be like frail anyway when I'm old. Like That's a good point. I would like to be able to keep breathing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go the same way. It's like I, if I'm gonna turn into a dog creature, then I almost like that the Chinese crested is scarier. Then it's like then I might as well be a. It already dog. looks
0: like it's half dog, half something <laughs> else.
1: So, <laughs> <clears throat> all right, would you rather be a blobfish mm. or a Suriname toad? And the to- those toads are the they have uh, when they lay eggs, they implant it in their backs, and so the eggs mm. hatch out of their backs. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know much about the blobfish, but I feel like it lives kind of a comfortable life deep under the sea.
1: Right. I guess the question is, yeah, would you? I guess if you had seafront I don't property really want to have or something, kids, so right, that makes probably sense. Probably the blobfish. <laughs> right. I like. I would say blobfish too, just because I the idea of having something come, popping on my back. No offense, Alison. Well, Terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And then finally, would you rather be a worm or a bunch of worms? What's a bunch of worms? Just a just a lot of different worms,
0: versus being one worm. Yeah, I guess one worm. <laughs> okay, it
1: seems like there's the wrong thing. answer here. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I think you nailed it. One worm. One worm. Just like keep it simple. Um, I feel like I'm constantly asking Dave if he would still love me if I was a worm, and he just gets angrier <gasps> and angrier. And he's <gasps> like, I wouldn't love you like I love you now. Yeah, of course. Well, it's a different kind of love. Exactly. It's like I would put you outside in the dirt. You're like, what if a
0: baboon lived in this apartment with
1: us? <laughs> yeah. Would you rather? Uh, yeah. We, I'm trying to think. Would you rather turn into the fly or have to live with a baboon in your apartment? Oh, that's that's a tough one. I mean, the fly, like you end up like. Oh, okay. Here, I have a better one. Being in would pain. you would you rather have a baboon that lives in your apartment or have an ex boyfriend that has keys that stops by all the time to take a shower?
0: <laughs> the baboon. Yeah. <laughs> At least, like, it might be able to, like, you know, keep you entertained and, like, it's not going to, like, be condescending.
1: I feel like you could also, like, set up something like a Twitch stream where people could, like, pay to watch it just absolutely trash your apartment Yeah, there's no
0: way to monetize <laughs> your ex having keys. No,
1: absolutely not. I've tried. <laughs> and then finally, um, Allison, how would you like to rate the fly on the spooky scale? A spooky scale. The...
0: Themes of it are not like so scary because it feels like it like drifts into sci-fi more mm-hmm. than horror. Yes, but the visuals sound so awful
1: that I think a seven is where yeah. I would like to leave this. I'm gonna say a five. I literally like. Okay. I, I really like it. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily scared, but the visuals are incredibly compelling. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna say a five. And mm-hmm. yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening Maybe and another, joining us. Uh, Horrifying movie. <laughs> and again, keeping with our theme, romantic is all yes, get out. Yes, This is so about much love. love. This is about sex. You know, it's about passion. It's about your ex-boyfriend. It's Coming about, from the plasma together. No, that sounded gross. It's about clipping the hair off of somebody's back when they start growing it. Yeah. All right. Well, until we talk to you again, you guys, yeah. keep it spooky. Keep it spooky. Bye. Bye. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder, recorded and edited by Kat Iosa.
2: Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat,